Well, thanks for joining us. This is about to be part two of a previous conversation all about unhurriedness in life. If you haven't heard our previous podcast episode, I want to encourage you to listen to that right now as we continue on in a conversation with myself, Sean, and Andrea, really getting into the practicalities of how to live an unhurried life and the benefits that we can expect. So let's dive into part two. Yeah, that's good. I think it points to the purpose of the pause. Mm-hmm. Right. Jesus mm-hmm. is walking and this oh, woman who, because of her physical ailment and this and the that passage lays out a lot of what she had been through, but also she would have been cut off from community because Certainly. this issue that she was battling with made her unclean. Right. So Jesus, you know, he's he's going and he's and he's on his mission. And because he wasn't hurried, he changed this woman's life. Yeah. Right. Twelve years. She'd been cut off from community. She had suffered physically, emotionally, mentally, and because he wasn't in a hurry, there was some healing that happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, life change happened. It's it's beautiful. That's a really important point, and I hope that we don't miss that or skirt past that, that because Jesus paused, another life mattered. Mm -hmm. Uh, That mattered was totally transfigured, totally morphed. Yeah. And I just think of all the different times where I am in such a hurry that I just miss, I miss, and it's not a guilt thing and not a regret thing, but I I just miss what Jesus is doing. It has to do with paying attention. Like every rabbi would have a walk or a way about themselves. Mm -hmm. Like you knew certain disciples by the, how they walked because they walked with their rabbi as closely as they could. And so they would inevitably be imitators or image bearers of that rabbi because they were constantly walking as close as they could to the rabbi to catch everything that they were saying and whispering and praying and all that. And so, you know, we oftentimes in our society and in, in Western culture, it's easy for us to be so individualistic that we forget that we are to have to be on the way with Jesus. Right. That it's not my agenda. Right. Like you said it earlier in this podcast, it's not my agenda. It's what does Jesus want to do? Yeah. And so I pray with our, I do a prayer huddle with my family every, we try to do it every morning and we do a, a simple prayer to say, Hey, uh, Jesus help us to pay attention so that we can participate with what you're doing. Yeah. And so it's all about paying attention. Jesus pays attention. That's what he, in essence, that's what he's doing. The purpose of the pause. It's and so, so does so my good. walk look like Jesus walk? Come on. Right. Come on. So, so does, does the, the way that I have about myself, I have a way about me. Mm-hmm. Does it reflect Christ or does it reflect Sean? Cause I'm an image bearer of Jesus. Right. So, right. I think it's so, that's really good. The purpose of the pause is so important that we don't just skirt past that. Yeah. So they're in, uh, it's in Acts ooh, 12 or 14. It's when Paul meets Lydia. The, I think she's the, she's the seller of purple dye. Right. And right. there is a scripture there. And this is, this idea is not original to me, but there is, there, Luke records that God opened her heart to pay attention. Come on. Like that. Come on. (laughs) Jesus, open our hearts 
to pay attention mm-hmm. to the things that are of you right. and let us come to a place where we are submitted to you in a fresh way when it comes to our time. Mm-hmm. Because I think, yeah. Sean, what you're talking about is this, we have this insatiable desire to be in control. Yes, we do. Right? Come on. Control is a capital Absolutely. D drug. Yeah, and and as human beings, because of you know our fallen nature, we it's like we're it takes nothing to get us addicted to this idea of control. Yeah. But it's like, man, Jesus was just like, I am about my father's business. So wherever that leads me, wherever and whatever I encounter on the way, I trust that he orders my steps, right? God orders the steps of a righteous person. And so let's not forget that those pauses on the way, that woman with the issue of blood, she mattered, right? Lazarus, those three days mattered because Jesus knew that there there was a greater work to be done, right? I mean, Jesus could have rolled up on the scene, picked Lazarus up out of the bed. There we go, bing, (laughs) bang, boom, we're done, right? But no, Jesus knew the impact that every detail of Lazarus's story. I mean, how many messages have been preached on Jesus wept? How many messages, how many people have been set free by seeing the difference in Martha and Mary in that situation from when we see them before? And how many people have been touched and changed, not just that were there, but for centuries past by seeing the healing work that Jesus does in Lazarus's life? I mean, come on, right? If we are submitted to the Lord... I mean, our time and the things that come at us, we need to remember that he's that he's that he has fashioned those from the foundations of time. The father knew that Jesus was going to encounter that woman and and he knew that it needed to happen, that it was important. And that's why Jesus was not living a hurried life. Right. Well, Andrew, that's that's so huge because you you're even touching on what would have happened or how would how would our scriptures and really the history of humanity now be different if Jesus had not paused. Mm. Right. Had he not waited, had right. he not stopped, had he just continued on. And so you're 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 talking about really what is most important. And that's an important question for all of us to ask. I have to ask as a follower of Jesus as a human being right now, what is most important? Right. What really is the highest priority in life? Yeah. And oftentimes I want to think that it's it's the things that are important to me. But as a follower of Jesus, if if we call ourselves Christians, then our highest priority really are the priorities and purposes of God. Yeah. And our time on this earth is momentary. It is temporary. It is short. And as lo- so long as we're here, it's important to remember that my time isn't to my time isn't important for the sake that I I need to find the best career or make the most money or get all of the things that our culture promises to those who will just work, 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 work hard, right? But my time here has now been redefined by the purposes of Jesus and a life that has now been surrendered to him. And really, it's to promote the gospel. It is to share God's love and it is to be used. As Sean said, I'm an image bearer. People should be seeing Jesus through me. We also need to be people who pause yeah. and care for the world around us. That's really what's most important for right, us. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's good. I like I like that we uh, you can coin that as a hashtag the power of the pause. Mm. Yeah. Power of the pause. Yeah. So so we got started on this tangent a little bit partly because of me. What are some what are some other biblical insights or wisdom that mm-hmm. we can glean from the scriptures in the terms of unhurriedness? 
the unhurried life. An important scripture, I think, that has helped me with the with this idea of living a life of active rest is Exodus thirty four twenty one. Six days you shall labor, but on the seventh you shall rest. Even during the plowing season and harvest, you must rest. That's good. So Yahweh is instructing the Israelites that even when right plowing and harvesting, those are those are busy times. They were an agrarian people, and we live in here in Albany, Oregon. That is an agrarian, you know, kind of that's a big thing here. But but Yahweh points out that even when you feel like you're so busy you can't even see straight, you need to rest. You need to pause. You need to stop. You need to plug into the source, right? You need to ground yourself and remember that what you're doing is important, absolutely, but realigning yourself regularly with the Lord is that much more important because I think that hurriedness wages war on our identity. Yeah. If we're hurried, yeah. we're doing all the things that we think we need to do that and and that there is a temptation to buy into the idea that what we do is who we are and that's not right yeah that's not it right it's and dangerous. that's a big temptation yeah it's it is. very easy to get trapped in that or to fall back into that if you're mm-hmm. someone who struggles in that way i yeah. i am one of those people right that i can become more acquainted with my identity being in jesus and over time being unaware, I find that I'm putting more of my identity in what I do. Right. And I have to take those thoughts captive again and come back to my source. So yeah. I that's I resonate with that. And it's ultimately a identity or idolatry issue. Mm. Um and so there it is. getting really uh getting really practical, kind of shifting a little bit. We all need to be intentional with our calendars, with scheduling, with time off and Sabbath we talk we've talked about previously. So my question is, what does it look like practically within our calendar, scheduling our weeks, scheduling our months, scheduling our years yeah. to fight this identity crisis, to fight against hurriedness? What does that look like for you guys? If that question makes sense. So absolutely that's good. I think this is an important one because personalities come into play here mm-hmm. and I am I am I love having lots to do and I enjoy a full calendar. Yeah. If I don't have a full calendar, it actually I am more restless and part of it's my personality. I just I like to be on the go. The trap though is if I fill up my calendar with just busyness or things to do, that can lead to hurriedness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right. something I've had to learn over time is having healthy rhythms. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about a rhythm of Sabbath and a rhythm of rest. So every day I I have pretty I have a pretty full calendar. I wake up, I spend some time uh, with God, and I get going, and I I work a full work day. And then afterwards, I'm, I'm doing other things. It might be socializing. It might be hanging out with some friends. It might be listening to a podcast, some downtime, mm-hmm. whatever. But the day, is, the day is pretty full. And I enjoy that. But the rhythm for me has to be healthy in that in the morning, there is time with God. There is a hard, fast end to the workday. Yeah. Because right. if I don't put a time on that, it will overflow into what needs to be rest time right. or personal time yeah. or family and, and friend time. And so really solid 
boundaries on those things such as work so that I'm even though my tendency is to become what I do certainly I am I am putting an artificial barrier that well it can't overflow Mm -hmm. Um, so in some way there's a limit to that but in that there's also rhythms of rest there's I'm I'm getting off of the phone. Mm-hmm. I, I keep yeah. I have social media off after a certain time. Yeah, and then I have a pretty tried and true limit to my bedtime. So uh, yeah, good. B- adults still have bedtimes. Yes, they should. So <laughs> what that does is if I'm if I'm passing that time that I know is when I'm supposed to be asleep, I know that some something in my rhythm is out of whack. Mm. So it's some personal accountability for myself that That's I can good. check that and say That's I'm good. not doing what is healthiest for me right now and by having those checks and balances i know that no matter how full my day were to get no matter how many meetings i have how many people i talk to how many tasks i have which i enjoy again i know that there are still these healthy rhythms and i'm not on a track towards burnout yeah i'm not unaware of the fact that there is a there's a cliff that i'm Mm. running towards and so for me, as someone who really enjoys being active and having a lot to do as part of my personality type, there are still rhythms that I have to honor or I will not be healthy. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, I learned this lesson the hard way in my first year of pastoring. I think I went six or eight months uh, straight working six days a week. No vacations. Mm-hmm. No, you know, maybe we had like a random you know, Monday off because the office was closed for like bank holidays or whatever. And so I learned the hard way to the point to where I looked my lead pastor in the eye and said, you know, maybe this just isn't for me. Maybe I'm just not your girl. Uh, Maybe ministry isn't what I should be doing, Mm. you know, slowly imploding. So take it from somebody that's done that. Don't do that. Right. (laughs) So what I learned in that season was I have to have time where I'm uh, va- like taking vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, for me, I, I'm blessed to be able to do this. I have to get outside Albany. I have to get outside the state sometimes to truly unplug. And I think what Khalil is talking about, having those rhythms, having Sean says it a lot, talking about having things to look forward to, because sometimes I think even in the anticipation, in the anticipation of knowing that I'm going to, you know, go to the coast for the weekend, or I'm going to, you know, visit family, you know, wherever for 14 days, like sometimes even the anticipation of that can help you, can help you get through a tough season, but I think it is being intentional in submitting your calendar before the Lord, penciling in time to just do things like specifically on your calendar. Okay. So somebody who has a people pleasing saying no problem. Okay. This is going to be for you. (laughs) I am in recovery. Having time penciled in for yourself. Hmm. That's like after, you know, say uh, Friday on, you know, from 9am to noon, you have something on your calendar in bright green or whatever color you need it to be that is my date with myself, me time, whatever. Yeah. So when that person calls you and says, hey, can you come watch my kid? Or, hey, uh, I just I really need help with X, Y, and Z. Um, and you were just the first person I yeah. thought of because you're so amazing at this. Oh, um, I just come need on. you to be here for this, for me, whatever. You can say, oh, I'm sorry. I've already got something scheduled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You give yourself 
yourself permission to say no. Yeah, because yeah. that's a hard thing to do for Certainly. a lot of people. And if you are somebody that is active in the church and somebody that's not in the church, you know, this applies, I think, across the board. But I think sometimes in the context of church, we can feel a little bit of extra pressure on that. Yeah. And I think, y- you know what? God has boundaries. Okay. God's got boundaries. Y'all need to get some. We need to get some boundaries when it comes to our time and what we're saying yes and no to. Because if you're saying yes to everything, you're giving everything a crappy yes. I don't know if crappy is allowed to be said on this podcast, but I just said it. (laughs) It's not a good yes if you're saying yes to everything. You mentioned something really significant when you started here. You talked about your own ministry journey and working six days a week and eventually going up to your pastor and saying, I don't know if this is for me. Yep. The discouragement that really subtly creeps in. Mm-hmm. Oh man. It's, it's demoralizing. It is, I think an absolute 1 million percent from my perspective as a Christian was a tool of something dark that wanted to put me in the ground before I had even gotten started. Mm-hmm. And that was because I just was ignorant to the fact that when you put the weight of responsibility for your life, for your life's work on yourself, you are bound to implode because that weight was never, you were never meant to bear it. It's like in relationships, right? You're in a dating relationship and you just want to be everything to that person. I want to be their best friend and you know, all of that (laughs) stuff. And it's like, no, 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 no. That relationship was never meant to bear that type of weight. Right. And it's like, and, and I think that applies across the board. We want to I don't want to need help. I don't want to need to rest. I don't want to need to stop. I want to be able to do it all in and of myself. And we were yeah. just not built that way because we're not God. Right. Yeah. Right. And so if, if if you're struggling with discouragement right now and you also feel hurried, there, I think there's a super subtle but very strong correlation mm-hmm. that this might be a really good encouragement to hit the pause button yeah. and just let some hope flood back into your life yeah. through rest. Absolutely. Yeah. Discouragement is a powerful, powerful force. Discouragement, shame, all the not enoughs, right? And if you don't check it, it will it will wreck you. Mm-hmm. So I love that about yeah. having 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 rhythms and even having margin. Mm-hmm. And Sean, right. you we've talked about this and you've said even really recently that margin in your calendar actually even allows you to operate your best. And I think of, I even think of for those who are business minded businesses that operate using a hundred percent of their capital, all of their money have no margin for new opportunities, for new ventures, right? right. They're running at capacity, but right. when there is a margin, when there's a gap between your profit and your expenses, you have a little extra and when an opportunity shows up, you're able to invest in it right. and maybe even see opportunities that you wouldn't be able to see otherwise. It's really um, good. But I love that yeah. you're saying you, you actually operate better with margin. Yeah. So one of the things I do to get really practical is I don't schedule meetings nine times out of ten back to back to back to back to back. So I, I like to give myself a 10 to 15 minute buffer in between the next thing. So that I'm actually creating some space or some gap time to where I can breathe a little bit, maybe take a walk if I need to, or maybe open up a book that I would 
wouldn't normally open up or haven't opened up in a couple of weeks or whatever and read. Um, maybe just sit on my couch and listen and pause or maybe handle a couple of things in between meetings that I'm like, yeah, man, I didn't get to this yesterday. Oh, I can knock out a few emails. I mm-hmm. can I can write a, a letter or a note. Yeah. I think the art of notes writing is lost and it really needs to be, we need to see a resurgence in that. There's things that I can kind of do in between where I can kind of catch my breath, refocus myself and I don't feel like I'm always going from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. Yeah. I've actually built in fluidity and margin, which I operate better at yeah. anyway, when I have a little bit of time where I can go goof off for five or 10 minutes before my next meeting. If I, if I mm-hmm. need to goof off, right. um, if I need to go, uh, go down the hall or make a phone call to a buddy, yeah. like a friend who somebody like, like builds into me or like a mentor or someone that is a is life-giving like a life-giving relationship i can um i can facetime my kids if i need to yeah there it's always positive whenever that happens and it just is a breath of fresh air right and it actually puts kind of like it puts hurriedness on halt yeah. and on notice you know and and it doesn't matter if you're single if you're married kids no kids we do a family meeting every week and I would recommend everybody on, we do it on Sunday nights, just going through my calendar, going through the week, preparing for multiple scenarios or different things and calendaring things that are really important, uh, calendaring margin and put it in your iCal, your Google calendar, whatever calendar you use, write it in, schedule it. Like Andrea has even said, you know, make sure you're looking a month out, mm-hmm. two months out. Is there a is there a time for you to get away? You know, there's right. a busy season. Maybe yeah. you're working six to eight weeks and it's just, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours, hour weeks. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Get away for a Friday, Saturday. Absolutely. You know, schedule that in, get a group on, do a, do a coast trip or whatever. If you're, if you're married, take your wife out on a date, make sure you're doing date night. If you're, uh, take your husband out on a date, do a date night, you know, those yeah. types of things you know, calendaring all of those things and putting reminders to them. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's good from a single perspective, uh, a single person's perspective, which Sean, you've, you know, you did, you did a large stint of your career as a single person too. I think these are practices that often as single people, we think, oh, you know, I'm just going to push it now, pedal Mm -hmm. to the metal now. And then when I get married, when I'm dating, then I'll just, I'll slow down. And it's like, no, Won't that is happen. not that is not how that works. Yeah. You know, we need to be building these practices into our lives. Now we need to be building, you know, it's not something that is I'll get to it. I'll do it later. You know, these are things that we need to be, you know, this is a this is a today word. This right. is a this right. is a now thing that we need to be implementing into our lives. Yeah, you will not magically become a different person somewhere down the road. Yeah. Right. There are there are steps that we practically need to take now yeah and that challenges me and always encourages me there's a person i want to be yeah there's a there's a person that jesus has called and created to me to be right and i can take steps right now into that life and that that starts with things like integrity now and character Mm -hmm. now and some of these developing these healthy rhythms i love how you said sean about the family meeting 
as a single person, I can still sit down yeah. and go through my calendar and plan Absolutely. out and look ahead right, and right. take a little self-inventory on how I'm doing Absolutely. every yeah. single week. That could be a standing time, Tuesday at 6 p.m., whatever, right. you know, right. where, where you have it so it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And uh, in the midst of that, we are, we are helping ourselves to step into the future that God desires for us. Yeah. And there's so many things that want to get in the way. Right. And I think hurriedness is such a subtle trick to keep us from our best life, really, right. and and the life that Jesus has crafted and designed and planned for us. Absolutely, it's good. It's absolutely. Good. Thank you so much, Andrea, for being here. Yeah, with us. thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Love having you on. This yeah, is so love, fun. Love having you on. Thank you so much for tuning into Welcome to the Table, and we're glad that you have clicked on it, and would love to have you subscribe. Also, interact with us. Absolutely. Um, please let us know if there's some things you'd like for us to, to talk about. If there's a subject matter themes, questions you might have, and uh, we would love to interact with you. And don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to rate us. It always helps. Until next time, who are you inviting to your table? <laughs>